Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome. Before we start, let's say a word of prayer. Dear Holy Spirit, I thank you for this precious time that you have given me with our viewers to pray and seek your face. Lord Jesus, I lean on you. Holy Spirit, I lean on you. I ask you that you would use me to speak to your bride. Thank you for your presence on this video. Talk to your children. You know who's going to be watching and speak to them as needed and however needed. Use me as your vessel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Greetings to you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior. I'm so glad to be able to do this video. If you've been following our channel for some time, you know that we don't usually do a video like this. We upload our weekly sermons um, so that the larger body of Christ is blessed. But I felt pressed to do this video and uh, I believe that this will be a blessing to you. Um, every child of God in his walk with God, in her walk with God, we have to be attentive to what the Spirit is doing. So there are seasons in the body of Christ and when we miss those seasons, we miss the blessings, those seasons come. There are times when you know it is time for rain and you know that it means that soon it is not going to be far, that the harvest is at near sight. So by paying attention to what season you are, you will learn how to navigate that season and you will learn how to make the best of that season. Starting in the month of May, many prophets, internationally renowned men of God around the world, began to prophesy about how the season had shifted and how God was releasing a fast-paced move of God uh, into the body of Christ. Prophet Doug Addison writes this way, The Lord says, Your time of waiting is now coming to an end. You have been in a time that has required nearly all that you have to preserve through the storms that have been coming against you. I am coming to you and I am not going to delay the answers to your prayers any longer. Your book of purpose is now opening and you are going to get deeper understanding into what is ahead. There will be no more delays starting in May. Another prophet, Lana, um, goes on to say, The sound that is arising is a sound of earth-shaking victory and resounding glory. My glory is about to be seen in the earth in unprecedented ways. Intercessors lay down and surrender, lay down in the place of yielded surrender to me and listen to the earth groaning. Listen to the earth groaning for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God to rise and my glory to be seen. Quiet yourself in the midst of distraction and disorientation that is trying to take you out and listen to the sound that is arising. It is coming, it's bubbling, it's arising. Listen to the sound of my kingdom government being established. Listen to the sound of earth-shaking victory and resounding glory, my glory being seen in the earth. My own spiritual father, Prophet Emmanuel Makaniva, he said like this recently, he said, when a blessing is declared over you, you must begin to get ready to fight for that blessings. Because Satan himself is not a prophet. He doesn't know what is going to happen. But when he hears prophetic words that are being declared about the blessing that is coming, we must do everything to fight for that prophecy. He goes on to say, qualify yourself to receive prophecy 
by taking the prophetic seriously and defending your prophecy. I believe that when God desires to release his glory upon the body of Christ, upon the church, upon the house of God. Uh, I don't think it is, it is in just one location. I believe that the Lord is releasing this anointing, this grace, his nearness, his glory, this revival anointing, revival grace uh, in different parts of the world. So I don't know where you're watching this from. I don't know um, if you believe what God is doing, but I believe that even if the fact, the very fact that you've taken time to click on this link and that you are paying attention to this is the Holy Spirit leading you to be part of what God is doing uh, throughout the world. Uh, one night I began to hear this song early morning. I began to hear it again. And, and the song said, the Spirit of God is moving all over the world as the prophet said it would be. Uh, the Spirit is moving. Yes, as a mighty revelation, as the glory of the Lord, as the waters covers the sea. Um, even as I'm speaking, I'm overwhelmed with the presence of God and I believe that the Lord is nudging you, saying, my son, my daughter, do you hear my will? I want to release this anointing grace over my by my body, the bride. And the Lord is saying, I want to use somebody. I want to use somebody to stand in the gap. May God use you to release that revival anointing over your life, your family, your church, your city and your nation itself. I want to share a few requirements for us to host this glory and to host this revival anointing. Many times people ask the question, what is revival? And revival has too many definitions already. Uh, but if I were to simply put it, I would say revival is God's nearness to us. When God is saying, you know, I'm coming closer to you and I'm going to reveal my manifested presence, which is the glory of God, um, towards a group of people, towards a person, towards a city, a church, a nation. And God's closeness, we have the presence of God everywhere. The Bible says, even if you go to hell, they, you are there. So the presence of God is omnipresent. He's present everywhere. But the manifest presence of God, um, it, it differs. So when God decides to increase His presence uh, in, a, in a heavy manner, um, in one location, He increases the amount of saturation of His presence. And, and that's when things begin to explode in that location, in that place, in that individual. And mighty wonders happen. God begins to shape hearts in ways that was not possible. He exchanges the hearts of stone to heart of flesh. And you will begin to see things that you have never seen, what no eyes have seen, or what no ears have heard, what no hearts have perceived. And many revivals, not, not all revivals look the same. So I don't want to um, just give you the characteristics of revival. All I want to say is that when His presence comes close to us, mighty things begin to explode. And I decree that over your life right now. Agree with me and, and comment an amen in Jesus' name. Remember this, we cannot force God to send a revival. We can preach as much as we want, we can sing as much as we want, but God's visitation, um, we are dependent on God to send his visitation upon his sovereign will. 
We cannot bend God's arms to do it. But there are two things that we can certainly do. One, we can align to God's time. God's timing. When God says, I have set a time for my visitation. So people of God that pay attention to that time. The Bible says in Isaiah, it said, draw near while I may be found. Seek him while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. So there is a time when he is found and there is a time when he is near. Those are the times that the body of Christ must take advantage of and, and pursue him in that moment in a way that you have never pursued him before. We pursue him every day, we pursue him every week, but when you know that God is near, we have to increase our pursuit to take advantage of his timing, take advantage of his nearness. Two, the second thing we can do is we can align with his ways. So the first thing I said, we cannot force revival, but we can align to his time. We can align to his ways, which is his heart, knowing his heart. What does God like? How does God like us to worship? How does God like us to surrender? How does God like us to to, to give, to how does God like us to love him? How does God like us to forgive our enemies? How does God like us to connect ourselves? So when we align ourselves to his time and align ourselves to his heart, we become qualified for revival. So here are a few, few tips for you to remember on, on, on hosting this revival. The hosting is, is grace of, of his nearness. Number one, appreciate any intensity of his glory. Many people will contend, oh, but this is not revival. This is not glory because um, they have their own ideas of what revival look like. But, <laughs> you know, we have to become like little children and we have to celebrate any little blessing that God pours on. If you cannot appreciate the little that he pours upon us, why must he pour a lot? So can you measure the spiritual thermometer, the atmosphere, the environment of your house, your family, your children, your church, your city? And when you start seeing fluctuations in it, and when you start seeing that the intensity is shifting, and when you see that your worship was high in a higher intensity than last week, when you see that people were lifting hands in a way they've never lifted hands before, and people were weeping in his presence in a way that they were cold before. Um, when you see that little difference, can you begin to appreciate that little difference? Can you begin to celebrate that little difference? Or are you going to just sit there and say, oh, well, this is not revival and you're going to judge that and you're just going to ignore the fact that God is approaching closer. His nearness is coming closer to us. And if you can appreciate the little increase of his presence and if you can be diligent to uh, uh, be grateful to the little that God is doing you're going to see that it, the intensity is going to increase in the days to come. Can you appreciate the presence of God that you are feeling right now as you're watching this video? Oh that means that his nearness is coming to you. Can you appreciate that? Can you celebrate that? And when you celebrate that, what he's doing will begin to surely increase over your life starting from this moment in the name of Jesus. Number two, 
facilitate for it to increase in your life. When you begin to see what God is doing, when you begin to find a video like this and, and the Holy Spirit begins to nudge you of what He's doing, can you facilitate what He is doing? Can you make space for it to grow? Do you understand that a baby cannot grow beyond its, its position, the space that it has um, in the womb? Do you understand that, that any time when there is growth and there is no space for growth, then follows death? So make space. When, if you can sense that God is doing something in your church, can you begin to make space for that? Can you invite people to come? Can you open the doors for people to seek Him? Because God is near. He is drawing people and there is a greater passion and greater hunger. Would you be able to facilitate that revival in your environment? What can you do to increase that bubbling that you're sensing right now? What are you going to do? Think, think, think. Be proactive to increase the intensity of what God is doing in your life. Doesn't the Bible say stir up the gifts within you? That means when God's nearness and grace is being released, that we have our role to play of stirring it up and increasing it to its full capacity. Number three, remember that when the glory of God comes, so does the, the fact that, that His reverence is holy and fearful. And that also means that, that when you ignore His holiness and when you intentionally live in sin, then the judgment on you will be quick. So, so when God's glory comes closer, we also have to pay attention to His holiness. So this, this season, when revival is upon us, when His glory is coming upon us, when His nearness is calling you, it also doesn't mean that you're perfect and you're worthy to receive it. It simply means that it is His mercy and grace that is being revealed to you. That means the only way we can enter into the holy place, into the holy of holies, is by the blood of the Lamb. And before Moses could take the elders up the mountain, he sacrificed at the, at the foot of the mountain and he sprinkled the blood over the people and then he climbed up the mountain. And that's the same truth. Even today, the Holy Spirit is still our helper. He is standing for us. Jesus is our advocate. The blood that was shed for us on the cross is, is, is enough to wash our shortcomings, to wash our infirmities, our lacks, our weaknesses, and make us worthy to walk into the holy place and make us worthy to experience His glory. So in this season, ask the blood of Jesus to wash you consistently, continually, especially the more His glory comes closer to us, the more we must ask the blood of Jesus to wash us, the more we must submit, the more we must surrender, the more we must cry out, because the more we are being reverent about His presence, the more His presence will begin to multiply. Lord, we fear You. Yes, You are our Father, but You are also the fearful judge. So that understanding that He is your Father and also your King will give you the grace and the wisdom to approach Him fearfully and, and, and with great love and adoration. And He will honor the way you approach Him and He will increase His glory upon your life and your house. So it's very important 
that we maintain a humble attitude. In this season, let bygones be bygones. Uh, in this season, forgive quickly. In this season, pursue humility. If you see your sister being promoted, your brother being used, uh, don't allow the Luciferian spirit to manifest through you. Don't allow pride to kick in. Uh, stay in humility. Remember that God is the one who promotes people. God is the one who uses people. If God sees that you protect your heart with humility, God sees that you work for love, God sees that you celebrate your people in your house, in your church, God will begin to honor that in a way that you are not expecting at all. So protect your heart in this season at all cost. This also leads me to remind you that some of us in this season will feel totally unworthy. Do not allow the enemy to bring guilt and condemnation because glory has a way of making you feel unworthy. Peter, when he saw the glory of God uh, being manifested with miracles, um, he quickly went on his knees and he said, Lord, I am unworthy of your presence. I am a sinner. Please leave me. So there is that inward feeling of unworthiness. There's an inward feeling of unqualified. There's this inward feeling of, you know, the fear of being left behind. The fear of, oh, listen, I, I don't think I'm worthy of what God is doing in this season. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Remember, there is nobody that is being used because they are worthy of it. We are all products of His grace. And if that is the case, I want you to remember that every false guilt, every ungodly sorrow, ungodly grief must be uprooted from your life in this season and begin to say, Lord, I receive your grace by faith. I receive your glory by grace and accept it and enjoy it and love it. Not because you qualified for it by works and deeds, but by the blood of the Lamb, you are made whole. Next, glory will require diligence. There must be a certain rhythm. You cannot miss the beat. That rhythm must be held. If you notice in Acts chapter uh, 1, they came continually for many days, continually stayed in the upper room and they had to stay there. You know, we find it so hard to go to church once a week. We find it so hard to go to church twice a week. Thrice becomes a pain. But here was a group of people, they came together in one accord for days and days and days together. They just sat in a place in one accord, singing hymns, reading scriptures, listening to the teachings of the apostles. They just sat in a place loving Jesus because they were waiting for the promise and boom, the heaven came crashing down into their room. The rhythm must be maintained. Can you show due diligence? Can you? We cannot afford in this season to be fired, be fired up on a Wednesday and cold on a Thursday, be fired up on a Friday and dead on a Saturday and drag ourselves on a Sunday. No, 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 no. We have to maintain the rhythm. We cannot skip a beat and say, God, you are getting close to us. We drop everything else and we give you full attention very critical for us to understand that, that when God is giving you his attention, drop everything else, drop everything else and give him your full attention. People of God, God is going to reward diligence. 
He rewards those who seek him. No, that's not what it says. He rewards those who diligently seek him. This is a season. Don't miss a beat. Seek him every day. Seek him daily because this is going to explode in your life. The glory of God then requires understanding. Many perish because they don't know, they don't understand how God works. They don't understand how God moves. They cannot appreciate the little. They don't appreciate when to pluck the grapes. They don't understand how the wine functions. Many of us lose our moment because we did not move in God's time. We were waiting, we were, had our own reservations, we were watching, we were distracted, we were uh, busy fighting. So we miss what God is doing. It's important for you to teach people around you of what God is doing and teach them how to cross over. Teach them that there is no f need to be afraid. Teach them that the Lord is leading you to cross over into your promised land. And teach them how it can happen because when you don't understand something, the chances are that you will allow fear to hold you back from crossing over. So understand what God is doing and eliminate fear through right teaching of the Word of God and right understanding or interpretation of it and move forward into what God is doing in your life. Last but not the least, glory requires constant listening. We have to continue listening every day. Every day God is speaking. Every day God is doing. Every day morning I've been waking up with new new songs being heard in the spirit in an unprecedented way. God is speaking continually. God is, is shifting things, moving things, directing in a greater speed that requires for us to listen in to Him in a way we haven't listened to Him before. Every day ask God, Lord, what next? How next? How to protect it? What to do next? Uh, ask God. He is a speaking God. And in under the cloud of glory, it is still important for Moses and Joshua to still hear the directions of which way Israelites must proceed and when to stop and when to move forward and when to turn left and when to turn right and how to proceed. God will give you plenty of wisdom to accelerate and make the best of his nearness among us in this season. I hope that blessed your heart. I hope that has given you some homework to do. Would you take time today and meditate on what I've shared? And if you are blessed, would you share this video with somebody? Share it with your leaders, share it with your pastors. And I pray that something will catch that is supernatural, extraordinary. The spirit of the living God would take over your church, your house, your life, and your city and nation itself. And I look forward to celebrating revival with you. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. God bless.